Hi, I'm Monty Hall, and I'm the next guest on On Screen and Beyond. On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now, here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. Thank you for joining us for another episode of On Screen and Beyond, the weekly show that keeps you updated on what's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies, remakes, sequels, and TV and movie DVD releases, as well as our interview segment with a guest from the movie, TV, or music industry. This is episode 267. I'm your host, Brian Zimarek. And last week, we had the legend Mickey Rooney. This week... Monty Hall joins us. He's the game show legend that has been doing Let's Make a Deal for so many years. He did Video Village before that and just so many other things. And uh, it's going to be great hearing from him. He is going to be receiving the Lifetime Achievement Award for the Daytime Emmys. And that's coming up. So uh, be sure to be checking that out on HLN Network. And uh, he deserves it. He's he's just such a legend. And we're going to talk about all that. We'll let you know more about uh, when and where it is going to be happening. And uh, Monty Hall coming up in a few minutes right here on On Screen and Beyond. And I want to remind you that, uh, like I said last week, Mickey Rooney had tons and tons and tons of downloads. It's just unbelievable. Um, uh, it wasn't as long as an interview as I had hoped, but, uh, you know, Mickey's getting on an age there. So uh, we appreciate that he took that much time to uh, talk to us. And uh, I really enjoyed that. And uh, if you have a suggestion, be sure to email it to me at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com, and we will see about uh, getting that person on for you. And uh, what do you say? We get into Remake Madness next, right here on On Screen and Beyond. Please hang up and try again. Remake Madness. Well, Warner Brothers and WWE Studios is, uh, yeah, that's right, the, the, the wrestling guys. Uh, they are joining forces to produce a new Flintstones animated movie, and it will be uh, most likely going straight to video. And they are also currently working on a new Scooby-Doo film that will be due out next year. And wrapping up the WWE Studios information, well, they are working on a remake of the horror comedy leprechaun and it's moving along so we'll keep you informed as that moves along so that is it for remake madness coming up next on on screen and beyond what's coming away as far as new upcoming movies we're gonna tell you upcoming new movies well it looks like uh, names are being tossed around as to who will play hillary clinton in a biopic film about her life and one of those persons who's being considered is reese witherspoon and Nick Nolte will star in a psychological thriller called Return to Sender. And it's about a nurse that goes on a date with a guy who is not who he says he is. And Zac Efron will star in Narc. It's about a college student caught trying to sell cocaine. And he agrees to work with the police as an undercover agent. That is it for upcoming new movies next on On Screen and Beyond. What's coming your way as far as sequels? We're heading down to Sequel City to let you know right here on On Screen and Beyond. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. 
Ethics is the Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX is the Veil, now streaming only on Hulu. Sequel City, well, it looks like M. Night Shyamalan is hinting that he may make a sequel to Unbreakable. He says Unbreakable 2 is on his agenda. Okay. And Disney is moving along with Alice in Wonderland 2, and it's uh, got the possibility that Johnny Depp will return as the Mad Hatter, and it looks like um, the uh, Tim Burton side of it may not happen. Eric Roberts has been added to the cast of Centipede 3, and be sure to check out our interview with Eric Roberts. He was a guest on the show on episode 250 of On Screen and Beyond, so check that one out. That is it for Sequel City coming up next on On Screen and Beyond. What's coming your way as far as TV on DVD? We've got it next, right here on On Screen and Beyond. TV on DVD, well, July 9th, Unforgettable, the first season lands on DVD. And on August 20th, you can catch The Good Wife, the fourth season, NCIS, the tenth season, and NCIS Los Angeles, the fourth season. They're all going to be arriving on DVD, so be sure to check that one out. And on August 27th, Johnny Lee and Lucy Liu come your way with the first season of elementary that's it for tv on dvd next on on screen to be on movies on dvd <laughs> movies on dvd well on july 30th black rock with kate bosworth will arrive on blu-ray dvd and digital download also on july 30th you can catch emperor with tommy lee jones and matthew fox as it hits video on demand and then it's going to be coming out a couple weeks later on DVD, Blu-ray, etc. So be sure to check that out. That is it for Movies on DVD. Next on On Screen and Beyond, we're going to be taking you down to TV time. Find out what's going on as far as TV right here on On Screen and Beyond. TV time, well... There's all kinds of rumors going around that American Idol was going to dump all five judges. Well, Mariah Carey and Nicki Minaj have announced that they are leaving before they're dumped. And, uh, you know, they're saying that, you know, it had nothing to do with that. They weren't going to be dumped or anything. But, uh, you know, it looks better on their resume, I guess, if they, they jump ship before they're canned. So... Anyway, CBS will be bringing us some new shows this fall, including We Are Men, Mom, Hostages, The Millers, The Crazy Ones, and Comedy Time Saturday. So we'll see what those shows are going to be giving us. And canceled over at CBS. It looks like CSI New York has been canceled. Vegas has been canceled. Golden Boy has been canceled. And Rules of Engagement is canceled. Now, if you haven't heard of some of those shows, that's probably why they're being canceled. Well, that's it. That is it for TV time here at On Screen and Beyond. Next on On Screen and Beyond, we have a game show legend coming your way. Monty Hall, host and co-creator 
of the Let's Make a Deal show, and it, it's still going strong. And, you know, he's uh, no longer the host of it, but uh, he still has something to do with it. He pops in there once in a while, and uh, we're going to talk to him about that and his career and everything else, because on June 16th, he's going to be receiving the National Daytime Emmy Lifetime Achievement Award, and it's going to be broadcast on HLN. So be sure to catch that. Monty Hall, coming up next right here Today on On Screen and Beyond, we have a choice of door number one, door number two, or door number three, but there are no zonks behind any of the doors. Each door leads us to the man who co-created, co-produced, and hosted Let's Make a Deal. On June 16th, he will receive the National Daytime Emmy Lifetime Achievement Award being broadcast on HLN. It's Monty Hall. Monty, it is an honor to have you here at On Screen and Beyond. Well, thank you so much. Monty, can you take us back to when you actually created Let's Make a Deal? Well, you want, you want the genesis of how it all started? Sure. How did, how did you come up with the idea? Well, uh, I was doing a show called uh, Video Village on CBS, yes. and I sold uh, my first show, First Impressions, to NBC, and I hired uh, Steve Hayes to produce it for me while I was at one studio, he was at the other studio, and then we'd meet for lunch occasionally. And at lunch, we sat down and discussed ideas that both of us had. And I had a show in Canada many years ago where I went into the audience and asked people for crazy things. He wanted always to do a show about the lady and the tiger. You pick the right tent, you get the lady. You get the wrong tent, you get the tiger. And then we made two tents into three doors, and then we started with rubber chickens and zonks. And then we started to say, how do you, how do you, how do you show this to a network? How do, you, how do you develop it? Well, we went to certain clubs and organizations and said, let us be your entertainment. When your meeting is over, give us a half an hour to try out the show. And we didn't have prizes. All we had was envelopes showing the prize inside or a zonk. And we had a rubber chicken, which was a zonk. And no matter where we went, we had a great reaction. So we were ready for a full stage run through. And we took a studio and hired. And we got an audience in. And the network came. The first network came to see it. The reaction was fantastic. And after the show, I went backstage into the green room to see my partner and the network people. And my partner said, he doesn't like the show. I said, I can't believe this. I'm listening to the crowd out there. They're still cheering. And the network official said, well, it's good for one day. What do you do the second day? Hmm. <laughs> Which kind of sh shook me up a little bit. What do you do the second day? Right. If it's great today, it'll be great tomorrow, right? right? <laughs> Anyhow, he didn't last at his job very long. <laughs> But they didn't buy it. I went to the second network, and they were very reluctant to do it also because it was so strange and different. But finally, one member of the of NBC convinced them to make a pilot. We made the pilot in April. I didn't hear a word until October. And then they said, we have a time period that's in big difficulty. One show after another goes on and gets canceled after 13 weeks. You want that time period? And we said, we'll take it. And we did. And here we are, 50 years later, still doing television. I know. It's amazing. I mean, there's not many shows that have lasted this long. I can't I can't recall. Maybe a soap opera here or there, but 50 years of one show continuously. I know. And you've done over, what, 4,500 episodes? I, I, of Let's Make a Deal, I did 4,200 or something like that. Wow. 
and I did about 6,000 shows altogether on television, but 40, I think about 4,200 or so of Let's Make a Deal. Wow. I mean, it was always so fun to see you on there. You, you just seemed so real with, with the people that were you know, coming on the show. Well, you know, it, it, there's no script. You, don't have to, you didn't have to pass a test to come on the show. You're just ordinary people sitting there and hoping to be selected. Mm-hmm. And uh, we made the, the script as we went along. We knew where all the prizes were. Yeah. But we made up the show as we went along with the people, depending on their reactions. Now, did they start coming with dressed in, in, in costumes, or is that no, something? No, they came with ordinary clothes. But uh, when they realized in the second week that I was picking people at random, a woman came and held up a sign with a with a poem on the sign. I stopped. I read the poem on the sign. And I picked her as a contestant. And the next week, everybody came with a sign. <laughs> then came the funny hats and the cowboy outfits and the, and pirates and Phyllis Diller lookalikes and so on. <laughs> and I remember that the network official called us in for a meeting. He said, hey, listen, there are 500 people outside waiting to come into that show just like Halloween. What are you going to do about that? And I said, I don't think we'll do anything. This lends quite a colorful aspect to the show. It, it really, it's wonderful to have this kind of a, a, a visual attraction to a show. Oh, yeah. And, of course, it did. And we, although we never picked them for what they were wearing, we never discouraged them from coming because it was a party. Yeah. Wow. Now, what was the most unusual costume that you ever saw? Oh, that's hard to answer because I had so many different ones. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, some brilliant ones and some stupid ones, you know. Uh, but I think the, the oddest one was when a, a, a club got 16 tickets to the show, and they came down to the show, and they got on the trading floor with a propeller from an airplane on their laps right across the stage. Wow. <laughs> I forget if I... I may have picked one of the 16 people, I don't recall. But it, it, you know, that was the oddest thing. And how we let them on, I don't know, but we did. Now, were you actually picking the people yourself? No. no. What? What? My 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 staff went outside during the lineup when they're all outside, mm-hmm. and they were instructed to give me a cross section of America. In other words, we had to fill forty seats down in the trading floor in front. Mm-hmm. I said, I want a cross section of America. I just don't want young, pretty people. That's not America. Yeah. America is older people and fat people and skinny people and brown people and yellow people. Right. And black people. I mean, that's America. Yeah. So when you pick people to sit in front, I don't care who they are, but make sure you've got a good mixture. And then I just came down the aisle and picked anybody. Anybody makes a good contestant. Right, yeah. I don't care who you are. You're, you're a good contestant. You don't have to answer any questions. All you have to do is make decisions. Yeah. And, and that, that was tough for people. They really had trouble deciding. Well, you know, if you, a man points a finger at you, you don't know what day it is. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> and then you say, do you want this, do you want that, or are you going to keep this? Now, if you, you have something, let's say that you have a color television set, and it says, do you want to keep this or go for what's behind the door? It is a decision to make. Oh, yeah. The decision is, do I, I just bought a new TV at home, I don't need it, this is the time I should trade it in? Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll be lucky, or maybe I just got... I, I've always wanted a TV set, so I'm going to hang on to this thing. Now, all of these things are going through a person's mind before they make up the decision inside of five seconds. Jeez. <laughs> it was such a great concept. I mean, it's just... It, and it's still the same today. Yeah. It, it works exactly today as it did 40 years ago, 50 yeah. years ago. Jeez. I mean... 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It just did you ever think when you created it that it would that it would last this long? Who who does? You know, you it's, it, you create a show and hope 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 a network will make a pilot, hope it'll go on the air, and hope it'll stay. You never know. Yeah. yeah. What what was the funniest moment that you remember from the show? Well, there were moments when crazy moments, like when the when we used animals on the show. Uh, for example, Carol Merrill standing behind door number three, and she's got a baby elephant. Mm-hmm. She's got a little tether, a little rope holding the baby elephant, and the door opens up, and the elephant freaks, runs off the stage, and ran down the plank onto the street and down to the streets of Los Angeles. I mean, that was kind of crazy. Uh, but a lot of things happened when things went wrong, uh, and I loved it when things went wrong, because then you have to have live your way out of it, you know. <laughs> So it, it was really, every day was an experience because you never know what was going to happen. Oh. And I loved it because I loved ad-libbing and not, not, I, I hoped that something would go wrong so I could ad-lib in my situation out of it. <laughs> well, you were such a great host on the show anyways. I mean, it was just so much fun to watch you. Yeah. Naturally, like you say, you were on so many different episodes, but at that time, game shows were the big thing. Were you friends with all the other game show hosts like uh, Bob Barker and, and uh, Jack no, I, Nars? You no, know, I, I only saw Bob Barker twice in the last 50 years. Really? He had his studio, and I had mine on a different side of town. And I, away from the studio, I had my charities, he had his charities, I had my family, he had his own life. So we never socialized, and the funny thing is that when it was announced that I was getting the Lifetime Emmy Award, Lifetime Achievement Award, the first call I got was from Bob Barker. Really? Congratulating me. Yeah? Huh. And I, I was friendly with, with Peter Marshall. Yes. And Dennis James in the old days. And, and, I, and I've seen the others from time to time. But, uh, no, we, we're, we're not what we call, uh, they're not buddies. Yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't know if there was a rivalry between the, you know <laughs> the different game show hosts, or because I mean that was that was the biggest thing on TV at that time on during daytime TV. See, I don't know. It, I, I imagine. Let me put it this way: if you have got if you don't have a show, and the other guy has a show, there's got to be a little bit of envy or jealousy, right? Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just now, if you both have shows, and you're both doing well, there's no jealousy. Yeah. Yeah, if your show is getting a low rating, the other guy's getting a high rating. You kind of wish that you had the high rating. I mean, it's, it's natural. Let's let's say that you're a ball player and you're hitting 290, and the other guy's hitting 350. You wish you were the other guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Now, Video Village. I can remember that show uh, just vaguely, but I do remember it. Uh, that that was an interesting show. That was made laid out like a street. Right. Yes. With, with stores and so on on the street, and people rolled dice. And where they landed, that's the prize they got, and so on. You also did some acting too, right? Yes, I did quite a few, quite a few shows. I started off as an actor in my youth, and when I went to the big cities and uh, tried to get into in those, I, I, I gravitated to where I could get a job. That's why I ended up being a, a sportscaster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in New York, I did the, 
worked on the New York Ranger hockey games and boxing and wrestling and international soccer. Uh, and I, I started doing game shows as well. And, and before you know it, that's where I was lucky and fortunate. Yeah, America fell in love with you. <laughs> and, and, I, and I did a lot of guest shots. I did a movie and did many guest shots and sitcoms and so on. Yeah, I can remember you on uh, Love American Style. and Oh, Love American Love America Style, that episode was written by my wife. By, oh, really? As a, as a matter of fact, yeah. Really? And, and oh, I, I wanted to mention, you, you've, you've been married quite a long time, haven't you? And since, since 1901. <laughs> and Meryl and I have been married for 65 years. Wow, well, congratulations. That's, that, that's quite an achievement. Oh, yeah, well... I've been. We've had a wonderful life together. We started off with nothing, and we worked together to climb up the ladder. And uh, and she was behind me all the time. Or without behind me, she was beside me. Yeah, yeah. And and your children now have gone on to uh, being great, great in business. Success, right? Great success. My daughter Joanna, Joanna Gleason, has done fourteen Broadway shows and a Tony Award winner for Best Actress in a Musical. So Joanna Gleason is quite. She's quite successful. Richard is producing two shows simultaneously right now on um, these reality shows. And Sharon, our youngest, is the president of Alcon Television. Wow. Everybody's in the business, so. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I tried to get one dentist. That didn't work. <laughs> so what, what, what are you doing now? Are you keeping busy, or are you, you got a hobby? Uh, well, I, I'm, I'm doing a lot of little things. Um, I go to the studio once in a while to watch the show and give them some directions on what to do and mm-hmm. they don't listen to me but that's all right <laughs> no i do that and uh, uh my charities take a lot of my time yeah yeah and uh, and i'm, I'm developing a, a little uh, thing of uh, on the internet of telling stories on the internet and so i keep quite busy. wow that's great great well monty i'd like to finish up with two final questions it's more on the personal side as far as when you sit back and relax what do you like to watch on tv well, I, I like to watch sports on TV. Mm-hmm. I, I'm big on news and sports. And occasionally I'll see a show like Homeland, but it'll attract me and keep me going. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't watch too much of the other shows. Uh, my, my wife and I have different tastes. She, she'll watch the Dancing with the Stars, and, and I'll go watch a baseball game. Ah, yeah. Now, do you watch any of the other game shows that are on nowadays? No, I don't watch other game shows. No? I've created too many. <laughs> I've seen too many. I've been on too many, and I, that's I, my recreation is other places. Yeah, yeah. What about movies? What are your favorite movies of all time? Well, I remember the old days. I was very much attracted to How Green Was My Valley. Ah, yes, classic. It was a show that I just adored. Yeah. And uh, Citizen Kane. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know everything. Everything from uh, from. Uh, Drama to comedy to what I'm, I'm a I'm a great movie goer. I see I movies all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Monty, I, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. I, I have always enjoyed you on TV. And on June 16th, everybody should be watching the National Daytime Emmys when you receive the Lifetime Achievement Award on HLN. And uh, I thank you very much for taking the time to talk. And to not us. at all. Call me anytime. We'll have another chat. Great. Thank you. Thank you so much. Game show legend Monty Hall. Unbelievable. He is just such a great guy, and he's just so much fun to talk with him. And his show, of course, 
let's make a deal. You know, door number one or door number two or door number three. What, what do you pick? You know, <laughs> you never know what you're going to get. Uh, thank you very much for taking the time to talk to us, Monty. And he's uh, just going to be getting his Lifetime Achievement Award. Well-deserved, and it's about time because he really deserves that. And he's given us so much fun over the years, and uh, we appreciate it. So, next week, well, last week we had legend Mickey Rooney. This week, legendary Monty Hall from the game show world. Next week, is it going to continue? We've got a guest coming your way that, uh, if everything works out right, because uh, two days ago I got a phone call, and I'm not going to tell you who it was, but he says, uh, hey, Brian, uh, this is so-and-so. Uh, do you still want to do an interview with me? Uh, he, I had put in for an interview about three months ago with this person. That's the way it works. Sometimes I don't hear from them for a long time. And he calls up and he says, uh, hey, Brian, you want to still do that interview? I just you know, haven't had time, and I'm just contacting you. And I said, Gee, of course I am, sure. <laughs> so we've arranged for the interview. We are going to be doing it, hopefully, if it all works out. And uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, next week, we got a great guest coming your way. Uh, and um, I hope you're going to join me because it's going to be a lot of fun. Somebody that uh, will bring back a lot of memories to you. And uh, don't forget, if you've got a request, please send it to me because I'm constantly looking for people. And I, I, I don't always think of the same people that you are. And you might be saying to yourself, well, why don't they have this person on? Um, and, and like I say, I might not have thought of that person. So go ahead, email me at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com. I will see what I can do about getting that person on. I can't promise you. Uh, there's some people who uh, I, I just cannot find a connection with. And then uh, there's other people that, uh, you know, they're just not doing interviews or whatever. But you never know. We'll sooner or later hopefully get them. And uh, it all starts with you helping me out. Because uh, And speaking of helping me out, if you want, if you want to help support the show, tell a friend. That's the best way to help support the show. Get them to listen to the episodes of On Screen and Beyond. We have 267-some-odd episodes at onscreenandbeyond.com and on iTunes. And they can hear all these great guests that we've had over the years. And, uh, you know, it helps to spread the word. Also, if you uh, want to help us support us, uh, you know, a little financially, uh, and you don't have to do anything out of the ordinary. If you're shopping online, if you go to onscreenandbeyond.com and there's a place that uh, one of our ads that we have there that uh, you are going to shop at anyways just click on that ad it'll take you to their site anyways and it's just going to be shopping like you normally do but we'll get credit for getting you there so uh, it'll help us out you're not going to do anything different you're not going to spend any more than you normally would and it'll help support the show and we'd appreciate that so looks like we are uh, getting toward the end of another show and uh, like i said monty hall I always love that guy and until next week, when we once again take you on screen and beyond, I'm Brian Zemrak. Take care. <laughs>